Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of Tough Sicilian Bitches. Bitches. I'm Terry. I'm Mara, and you're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving week to you and everyone else. If you're listening to this now, it is actually Thanksgiving. So happy. Truly, I hope you're having a really happy Thanksgiving. Or if you're having a bad Thanksgiving. Listen to the podcast and escape. Yeah, I hope this is making it much better for you. And head to the Patreon to get an bo- amazing Thanksgiving bonus episode. I'm currently undergoing a haunting, which gets explored deeply in this week's bonus episode. So get with it. Be like Dale and check that out. I'm checking this out. I'm checking but this out. Really? I'm so grateful that I got to be part of this podcast and that this year I've gotten to interact with so many hilarious lollers across the country. Yeah. And um, I feel I feel truly blessed that I got uh, to talk about my favorite things in the world with you and with everyone and everyone, you know, gets to chime in with their own amazing takes on it. I just love it. I'm also feeling blessed that you're a part of this podcast i've had so much fun and i'm excited for everything that's to come because i think we have so much exciting stuff on the horizon we do and it wouldn't be possible without you so i'm thankful for you thank you thank you thank you so much oh my god no but Um, i'm also really grateful for the cool things that we have coming up in 2020 yeah, 2020, 2020 is going to be a great year. 2020 is going to be a bad year for a lot of things, but it's going to be a great year because we're for our little podcast world because we're doing some cool things. Yeah, so get excited about that and get depressed about everything else. That's how it always should be. Yeah, don't get depressed about Sexy Unique Podcast because this podcast isn't going anywhere, but up, and up, we're just up here to help. all the way to the top. Yeah, It helps us. Hopefully, it, it gives you some levity in this 
terrifying reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also grateful that Vanderpump Rules is returning soon. Uh, that is another 2020 miracle that's going to mm-hmm. happen. So everyone's just buckle the fuck up because it's about to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, it's going to be the bumpiest ride of your fucking life. And you're going to think that <laughs> you're about to crash. But then you're going to even out and soar higher than you could ever imagine. You're going to soar so fucking high. You're going to spread your <laughs> wings and fucking fly. You're going to fucking fly. <laughs> um, speaking of spreading her wings and flying. So big news for our society, high society heads. Huge, um, huge including news. myself. So yeah. our, our queen Tinsley is engaged for the second time in her life. Is engaged to Scott from Chicago. Scott Kluth. I um, don't know anything about him. He so he was Tinsley was set up by him, uh, set up with him by Carol Radzowell and her former like twenty five year old boyfriend. Love who Scott was friends with. Scott is like a startup tech bro, like online shopping guy who I think has millions from some online like jean company he started like he's he's like a clothing guy but he does it all with like an app hmm. i think that's what it is if anyone's listening correct me i'm probably wrong but he's he's made some dough yeah so he's it up because i don't understand but i love that i think he made let me just look really quick scott cluth scott cluth tinsley's living her cluth Mm, she um, is and i actually felt really happy for her because i know how badly she wanted this yeah and this is a dream come true oh okay coupon cabin it's a coupon place sorry it's mm. not a jean store i think it's there's it's for retail but it provides online coupon codes for american retailers including target sears 1-800 flowers which i use mm-hmm. and home depot it's centered in chicago and it was formed by scott kluth uh, in 2003, who was a former employee of Sears. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you, Scott. Scott Kluth. Good for you, Scott Kluth. Look at you. You know Dale hates coupons. He has a net worth of 20 or 35 mil. Oh, that's No, cheap. 20 mil. But I think she has She doesn't more. need Yeah. Yeah, she's not looking for the money. But, you know, you need at least someone to match you when you're a high society maven. Right. So they got they got engaged and um they have had sort of a weird kind of a weird relationship. Um there's been a lot of back and forth, lots of calling it quits, getting back together, the women on uh Roni never knew where they stood and was always they were always confused by it. Um I think Scott was kind of stringing Tidsey along a lot which i didn't Mm -hmm. like yeah and then they broke up last season right they did but then but then like all no i think they were yeah maybe after but they it was so weird because all the all the other women were like where are you getting that money tinsley and tinsley was too classy to be like i have a fucking trust fund (laughs) i'm an heiress yeah like her net worth is 35 million dollars like she's fine and everyone was like, where do you get those shoes? And I was like, guys, if you're actually in this world, like, and I'm not saying this is because I'm not part of this world, but like, it takes, it doesn't take much common sense to know that she has family money. Yeah. Hello. And like, and she said that in a very classy way. 
And yeah. Andy, I think Andy Cohen was kind of like, guys, come on. Like, she's, she's got to trust. Like snapping his fingers and he's like, get with it, you ladies. But so they were very like, oh, what's the deal with you and Scott? You say you're one thing, but you're another. Um, but I don't, I like Scott at first. And then I was like, mm, he's kind of a dick. Did he show up on the show this last season? He didn't, right? No, he refused to come on. But then was um, he on before that? Yeah, he was on a few times. Oh, wait, did he come in? There was a, an, a moment maybe in the beginning of the season where he came to the door and Tinsley, like, collapsed. Do you remember that part? Um, I don't remember that part. He, like, surprised her in New York because he flew in from Chicago and she, like, fell to her... She, like, fell to the floor crying because she was so happy to see him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, that's so unhealthy. I love a fall <laughs> to the floor. Right. That's very fashion ambitionist of her. It, it was. <laughs> it was very like that girl who'd staged that week long engagement. Yeah, that's thing. her. Marissa, mm-hmm. the fashion ambitionist. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it was a, it's my favorite move. When she was like <laughs> Her friend surprised her with like a spin class and when she yeah. realized she fell to the floor ugly crying. Oh my god. She fell to the floor multiple times over the course of that week, but like it became a signature move. And then I was like, I wow. liked I liked when she finally got to the destination to get the actual ring. Mm-hmm. And when she got and she just kept stomping, jumping up and down, going, No. Like she was just <laughs> and I was like, My God, she doesn't want to she she's saying no. Like she does not want to be here. She doesn't want any of this, yet here she, she doesn't is. doesn't want this. She, this is not her, this is not what she truly wants. No. She's saying no for a reason. But yeah, so Tinsley, so Tinsley, like, I think, I, I was, when I saw the news, I was kind of like, I was a little bummed for her, because I feel like she can do better. I was just happy for her in the sense that it's like, I knew how badly she wanted it, so I was like, at least she's getting what she wants, and then she'll be happy for a little bit before they get married and divorced, while she'll be miserable again. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll have a kid together. Like, you don't, because I know she wants to have kids. I want Tinsley to have a spinoff. I would love for her to be, like, groomed into a true, like, Bethany. Mm -hmm. Because I saw a Vice article the other day that made me kind of depressed that said Stassi's the one being groomed by Bravo to be the next Bethany. Oh. And I was just like... Okay. No, you. No one can be. No one can be the next Bethany, but maybe it's Tinsley. The only next Bethany I'll accept is Tinsley. Ew, Stassi. Yeah, cause she has her own like digital series that's on YouTube, but I think Bravo produces it, and like she's like she's like forging her basic empire, and so I'm not into it. I'm not into. I've never really been into Stassi. I get it. And like I get it too, but if I you're if you're I'm legitimate, like, you know, you know, if you're like a true lawler through and through, I don't think you like gel with Stassi's content in anything but like an ironic appreciation way. Well, I liked her in the beginning because she was so over the top mean, and I could I almost thought I almost had more respect for her. Than- <laughs> yeah, because it's like she's actually not like she says that she's basic but she's actually not basic like if you watch her you're just like wow you're like evil and like a mean girl with like weird 
tendencies yeah. and like actually like a very nuanced pers- like perspective but i guess if you have to like water your personality down and put a basic stamp on yourself in order to appeal to a mass audience go off go off and like i guess get the money but i also don't respect it yeah i'm just like not i i don't know i'm i'm not on board with the saucy with the schroeder train but i am on board with her mom's instagram Dana's, is I, Dana still killing it on Instagram? <laughs> I think someone <laughs> sent me something recently. Um, but going back to Tinsley, I'm, I'm, yeah, she just, she just wants to be a wife. Like she's, she said it on the show, and like there was an episode where Ramona kept being like, "Come on, Tinsley, tell me what you want to do. What do you want to do in life? What do you want to do next? What kind of business do you want? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you want to own a business? Do you want to sell a business?" And then she was like, "Ramona, I just want to be a wife." Yeah, she just wants to be a wife. That was the role she was born to play in life. And then she... Does she even really want kids? I think she just wants to be a wife. I could see her having, like, a little girl. Yeah, and she does love dogs, so I would love for her to get but, more dogs. But she doesn't need... Like, I don't I don't necessarily think she wants to have kids. I think Dale wants her to have kids. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that was funny... Not funny, but Page Six broke the story, and they included that... Uh, Tinsley's ex-husband and his new wife Tabitha Simmons just welcomed their first baby, and it felt like such a it felt like such a little troll on Tinsley because it's page six. Mm-hmm. And um, I I posted about it, and I was like, Dale will be contacting page six immediately. But then I had a bunch of people being like, No, 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 no. Dale probably made sure they included this, and I was like, That's so true. The classic Dale. Dale definitely was like called them in and was like make sure you put this in about topper and tabitha because she loves topper yeah she's obsessed with topper and she was wearing tabitha's shoes she was probably at their birth yeah she went to go visit them (laughs) in the hospital and they were like uh hi dale and brought the baby a gift and then took a photo with the baby and then at tinsley's wedding like shower her bridal shower dale's gonna hold up a photo of herself with the baby with toppers she's like i i I consider myself somewhat of the grandparent to this baby Mm -hmm. so i thought i'd come by and give my my grandbaby a A kiss a little gift a little Mm -hmm. kiss on the cheek and a little gift and they're like uh okay they're like ma'am ma'am you leave oh my god but yeah so to all the readers who were accurately correcting me thank you because you needed to be set straight i needed to be set straight that dale was behind it all what a history what a history what? i'm wow. checking this out what a history i'm checking this out yeah i want like tinsley getting married or like her road to a wedding spinoff i need it do you think it'll end in divorce yes <laughs> <laughs> Tinsley might just, I honestly feel like Tinsley might just need to be single forever. I think that her, one of her biggest life challenges and like a journey in life that she simply must go through is like learning to just love herself and be with herself. To sit with herself. I don't think she's. To sit with herself and like accept her as just her and that she is enough just as Tinsley. I want that for her too because I really love her. Yeah, I I love her too. I think she's like quietly one of the coolest housewives we have. She has everything that she needs in life. Like 
you know what I mean? It's like she wants for nothing, yet she wants for so much. She wants for everything. She wants for everything that money can't buy, but she has all of that within herself. She's also, like, I think one of the kindest housewives. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's never really, she really has never been, like, mean and somehow stays, like, relevant and in the mix. Yeah. Which I, which I really appreciate. Like, she doesn't, she's not, like, getting down to the, she's, no, she's never been, like, Ramona, who, like, just gets, gets, or Dorinda, even, who just, like, lobs napalms at people Mm -hmm. but she somehow stays relevant and stays in the mix without ever really and that's true class yeah and she's funny she is i mean yeah she's funny she's funny (laughs) she is funny i think my favorite moment last season was when sonia said cum laude (laughs) my favorite was when come laude come laude when Tinsley goes, ah, yeah, Luann, I'm drinking, Luann. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am, drink, having a drink, Luann. That was, I was like, Tinsley, you have won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved when Luann said something so dismissive to Tinsley and it like triggered Bethany. Because Bethany, I think, grew to think of Tinsley as like a little sister. Oh, yeah, because Luann made fun of her. She was like, because Tinsley slurred. Oh yeah, she made yeah, she went and then Bethany, and then Bethany just Bethany took something from it. from her childhood just came in and she was like, No, don't you say that. Tinsley, I just looked up her numerology and she's a fourteen five, which means she has like a karmic debt number attached Whoa. to her life path number. And the karmic debt is her like fourteen. So and it says some of the traits that might be found in like a fourteen so in the for the fourteen five life path, it's, it's all about like freedom. And I guess in a past life, she has an mm. abuse of freedom, being irresponsible, shunning sense of responsibility, which then can manifest in this lifetime as inability to hold on to a relationship, jumping from job to job, lacking ability to focus, lacking ability to commit severe or unhealthy sense of dependence or an unhealthy sense of independence. So it thinks like we see her grappling with all of this, which mm. is probably why she makes great TV because wow. she has all this kind of stuff going we on. We should get her on the pod. I, would I have love a to have death. Tinsley on the pod. You know that? No, I do. <laughs> when I worked at paper magazine, the, the story broke of Tinsley's arrest. And I wrote like a really, I mean, it was, it was, it was a humorous like write up of the circumstances and I, I I think I was trying to like channel the old Gawker golden era of like reporting on socialites and I was, you know, obviously not anywhere mm-hmm. near that. But But your articles were really funny. They're all still up there, right? I I think so. I think Paper Mag took some down. Yeah, I don't see them. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I think they're probably still up, but like my database for all of them is gone. Huh. huh. We need to get Detective Dale on the case. Anyway, so I wrote I wrote this thing and Tinsley emailed one of the editors and said I thought I had a friend in paper magazine. So oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. You do. So you have a karmic debt to Tinsley. And I've met Tinsley really? before. I think I have a photo with her. And I gave her I gave her a copy of White Girl Problems. Yeah, I met her at the Sundance oh. Film Festival in 2012. 
when white girl problems came out, I had a book party that no one came to except for my agents. But then after my book party, <laughs> then after the book party was Lil John's birthday party and the venue was kind enough to let me and my friends stay at, and like just infiltrate Lil John's birthday. So I just went around to every person that I could find that was like a celeb and gave them a copy of white girl problems. And that's when I gave Tinsley a copy. And I said, I think you'll love this. She was like, thank you. She was really nice. And then she also was an author. She might have had a book out around that same time or a book came out later, but maybe before. Because I was like, I think that you'll like relate to this as like an author that's writing like a fictional. Yep. Minty Davenport. So Southern Charm. That was her book. I love that you had a Sundance party that only your agents came to. (laughs) literally only them not a single person aside from just like my friend that i was traveling with and her friend that lived near the festival that was like a utah native and so we just sat there eating pizza yeah some guy that was doing youtube interviews came and like interviewed me and then we just sat there and ate pizza and then waited for like all the celebs was it just you or was it the other two it was just me I flew out and like hosted the party. It was a raging <laughs> failure. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. It's just the way you're talking. <laughs> no, it's funny. It was, a, it was a flop. It makes me laugh. It was a sun. It was a Sundance. It was flop. a big flop. A huge flop. A Sundance fail. I think also the party was happening from yeah, like six to eight fuck? p.m. Like it wasn't like a prime party time. And also, I think Hyde Lounge, they opened up like a, cause all these clubs in LA would open up like outposts on the mm-hmm. Sundance, like the main drag. So they were like, somebody had arranged a deal. I think our agents, they had the same agency as us. So they arranged for a free venue. So it was like, there was no overhead cost and it was just like, let's throw a party. But then we were agents like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they were like, love it here. Love this. I got really drunk with the my agent's assistant, who was like the one that found white girl problems and like brought it to the agency. And so he and Hell I yeah. partied and had a really fun time. All you need is one person and it's a party. Yeah, I know. And now he's like a big time, big shot book agent. Shout out to him. Shout out to, to Lil John. Shout out to Tinsley Mortimer. And shout out to... Shout out to, Shout Scott, out to Kluth. Scott Kluth. Shout out to Tabitha Simmons and Dale Mercer. Shout out to Coupons. And shout out to Sears. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sears. Se- Thank you, I, Sears. I think that I don't know about coupons, Tinsley. Um, wait, I just looked up on because I Googled Tinsley and then your Google like if you use Google as a web browser to like pull up contacts and I have her. Oh my god. Because I think I sent her like an email. Oh my god! Maybe. Oh my god! Wow. Okay, I gotta email her. She has an you have an AOL email address. I love I that. If that's still the one. If so, that's wild. Oh, I'm so reading tingly. my post that I wrote about her. It's still up. It's, the paper it's magazine. So oh my god! We have to link it. Oh my god! So I I did. This was funny though. It was it, it was pretty funny. It wasn't that mean. I think she just took it. I mean, everyone, it was, I was just reporting the facts. Um, I, I didn't know then that it was, she was allegedly in this like abusive relationship, but, um, she spent a solid 2.5 hours in jail. 
Um, <laughs> Tinsley, who, according to Wikipedia and her, is a descendant of Thomas Jefferson. And then I included this quote that her dad said when he, uh, in the wake of her divorce from Topper Mortimer, her dad said this to the papers. We have a lot more money than the Mortimers. They only got that standard oil by marriage. Uh, wow. A read. I like rich people just like having to assert wealth and like how the wealth came to be and like how their wealth is better than another mm-hmm. extremely wealthy family's wealth. Mm. Wow. What a history. Wow. What a history. Um, speaking of a history, Historical. this episode of Housewives well, of New okay, Jersey so was Well, okay, so at first historic. I thought it was going to be yeah. the iconic Brad Brownstone episode. But then I realized it was still iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I too kept thinking like this is the moment when Danielle's like rat tail gets pulled that's out or whatever. But then that's on the horizon. So stay Keep tuned. On keeping. But this is a this is a really important episode mm-hmm. and Housewives lexicon. This is important for just like setting up, really informing the world and revealing like mm. introducing new characters and revealing everything you need to know about Danielle and truly cementing her as (laughs) batshit out of her mind. uh, This is probably the most delusional Danielle will ever be in this, in this season is in this episode. Um, even, Mm -hmm. even with what's to come, this is, I think like climax of her insanity. Um, we yeah. first start with Teresa is finally leaving the hospital, the Hackensack Medical Building, with Adriana, Joe, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that he's like has like, he's like a bellhop, like with a car- hotel cart full of balloons, dripping in gifts, and Adriana is dressed. She looks in like tool Florence Pugh at the end of Midsommar. <laughs> with the flowers. She is Midsommar. Florence Pugh is that? Did I just say? It? Isn't it Pugh? <laughs> I think it's Pew. <laughs> she looks like Florence Pooh at the end of Midsommar. She really does, though. She's the May Queen. Wait, maybe Ari Aster watched Real Housewives of New Jersey before maybe. he wrote Midsommar. I mean, I wouldn't be I surprised. And now Teresa's like... Ari, fess up. Fess up. Teresa's like begging Joe not to, to get his... A vast- uh, vasectomy to get his tube tied, tubes tied, no. and he's like, like you got, no, the, you wrong got guy. the wrong guy. And she's like, no, well, answers no. She basically is like, if I get it, it's like a whole procedure, and I've had to birth, up, I've had to give birth to four humans, so the least you can do is just get it snipped. And he's like, nope, not me. He goes, he's like, well, I'm not gonna get it snipped. And he goes, you <laughs> pop that kid out like it was a ping pong. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? <laughs> I'm like, what's more? What's one more? He's like, because he really wants a son. <laughs> He's like, I think we should just try again. He's like, what's mm-hmm. one more? And Teresa's like, no, we're done. We're finished. And he's like, aw. He's like, you should be grateful. He's sad. He really wants to just keep having mm-hmm. kids until he's a like, boy comes out. You should be grateful. Out. We're still so active. What are you going to do when I don't, when I'm not active anymore? And this is when this episode has a wormhole in time and space and forecasts a future happening. Teresa goes, I'm going to find someone younger then. And she does. Also, I was thinking one, Teresa loves to fuck so much. She loves talking about fucking. 
And a part of me mm-hmm. had a thought, like, do you think this is the first, Joe is the first guy she's ever had sex with? That's totally Like, possible. when they were really young. When did and they, they were together? I think they were childhoods, like, they had crushes on each other growing up. Not that that's, yeah. That's so I don't know. The, just, the way she talks about sex is, like, a little kid. Like, she's like, she's like, we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. We fuck all the time. It's like, she has, I don't know. I had a yeah. thought, like, right? Whoa. I think you're right. Mm. I think you're onto something. If that's the case, then love and light to mm-hmm. her getting that young dick. get it all yeah go for it step into your womanhood and get every dick you can do a dick flight (laughs) a flight of dicks (laughs) i'll take the dick flight please so we get to their giant house and melania all the girls are like gathering they're all running out to hug her and then melania is asleep on a bean bag Melania's asleep and like truly just like passed out like dead asleep and Teresa like comes up to her and like kind of wakes her up and you can tell Melania is not she's like ma don't wake me up for my bean bag hey what the (laughs) fuck I was sleeping here (laughs) hey what the fuck I was sleeping here ma I'm tired mom come on you seen them all Babies. babies they look the same babies, they on. look the same goo goo god god they're in their little crib i don't need to see it what's all this about ma let me sleep on my beanbag goo goo god come on Stop ma. Cool. come on <laughs> gabriella is like too excited for the baby her dark machinations are showing she goes she comes out she's like been weeping She's like doing her pre-baby like ritual witchcraft rituals, yeah. and then she's like, "I want to see her." And then she's like, "She's beautiful." She goes, she's Gia goes so "Come, beautiful. come see the child." And then Gabrielle goes over and gets her little closet, and then <laughs> eventually Melania comes over. And she's like, "All right, let me see her. Move out of the way." <laughs> out of the way, she shoves her way through, throwing elbows, and she's like, "Just like I thought, boring fucking baby." Just like I thought. <laughs> you seen one? Just like I thought, looks like a human raisin. This could be any other baby on the street. I don't care. Just stay out of my way. Just stay I out of my way. I can't pick her out of a lineup. Just stay out of my way, I'll kid. I'll fucking kill you. I'll stay out of my you. way. Keep your head up or I'll punch <laughs> you in the fucking mouth. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. And you, you too, you shut up too, shut she around says, Teresa. Here. Don't talk about the baby around me. Now get me my food. She looks at Joe. She's like, she looks at both of them. And she's like, why out of, why out of <laughs> knock you one, silly? For this <laughs> you two are gonna pay for this i tell you i had to beat your ass i had to beat your you. ass for so this you keep it, bringing this you thing keep it to house. yourselves and you know what i mean <laughs> you s- i don't want to see nothing leave some room for I the holy hear ghost nothing yeah <laughs> that's enough, you, that's out, enough of you. out of you now get out of my sight you disgust me and <laughs> <laughs> sucks on her thumb and falls asleep <laughs> Gia's like, Mamma Mia, oh, a mama. baby girl. Gia's like, doting, <laughs> oh, mama, oh, the beautiful. <laughs> Gia's like, oh, she's a beautiful baby, mama. You bring her home to the house. I clear out all. I clear... Oh, mama, we gotta put her in the crib. And, uh, come I on. Have to go down and we have to break some dry <laughs> pasta over her and sprinkle it all over her face for good luck. Go down, <laughs> Gabriella, go Go drive some, we give her some a piece of chulon. <laughs> some dry spaghetti and bring it up here. <laughs> Come on. Oh, mama, I cleaned the red sauce on the floor. 
Clear. The whole house is clear. The good spirits. Only good spirits. The light of dark shining down on her mama. Oh, mama mia. We got to put her in the cradle. Oh, it's a blue eyed baby girl. <laughs> she was. Oh, look at her blue eyes. She's a blue eyed baby girl. Yeah. Oh, her big eyes. Gia loves nothing more than a baby in the house. Finally, a baby in the house again. Oh, mama mia. I'm at my best when there's a baby in the house. So much excitement. So much good energy. It makes the house co- cozy and warm again. Oh, mama mia. Oh. She lives for a baby in the house. I like that each of them have different takes on a baby. She is at her best when there's a newborn present. Oh, mama. She loves it. It's so it. good to see you home. Come, 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 mama, come here. Oh, let me kiss your cheeks. Oh, look at you. You're so, you're fresh from God, mama. You're fresh from God. She goes, put your feet up. I want to rub your feet. Come on, mama mia. And then she gets like her and she goes, oh, Joe, you're bigger boy. You never get snipped. You never get snipped, okay? You keep on pushing on the babies. She ties her little kerchief around her head and gets to work scrubbing the floors and making sure the I got a tomato whole bar- house is clean. boiling in the pots downstairs. You can smell it. Whole house smells like tomato. It fills the whole house. All I want is to smell the tomatoes and the laughter of a baby. That's all I want, Mama. Oh, it's so good to have you all home. <laughs> you smell that? <laughs> I got pasta brewing. It. We we have. A- we have a, pas- a pot of pasta <laughs> brewing next to the baby's crib at all times. Keeps the air nice and moist for the baby's skin. Pasta. It's good for the baby's skin. I give her a tomato. She sleeps with the tomato and eggplant under her pillow, mama. We put it in the crib. It's a good luck. She said, pour a bottle of an old Barolo for you. Uh, I, I, celebrate, I a celebration. She sings like... She would sing like an old Italian song, like late at night. Like she gathers everyone around the table to sing a song from the old country. <laughs> the taste of the old country for my beautiful family. Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> oh, we got we to gonna make a manicotti tonight, mama. <laughs> oh, who is this little manicotti? Get her in the oh, cradle. Come mia. on, mamma mia. Oh, God, I love Gia when there's a baby in the house. Oh, I bring a Tupperware full of ziti, mama. I have 12 Tupperwares full of ziti and lasagna for baby. I leave them at her, leave them at her crib and she'll get it when she gets to it. But now you, you rest, mama. You put your feet up and you rest. She yeah. gives Joe a cigar to light <laughs> a tomato. A glass of wine, tosses him a tomato and winks. Do you know what to do with that, big boy? Why did I just turn like Jamaican in that moment? <laughs> it <was> not... <laughs> I just love the idea of a of a bowl of a pot of pasta not boiling clear. at all times <laughs> next to the baby. Oh my god! At all times, always like some onions cooking. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. 
It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. So then we move to Danielle is meeting Kim G at Endless Vine, a Kim wine G. a wine bar. Love that. And I love Kim G. They have quotations around the G. Also, Danielle's Good wearing one. like mad max fur shoulder pads yeah, yeah. she's gone full <laughs> she's ready for war she is she's, she's like, like a german ready to go into battle she's like an ancient germanic general yeah she's viking energy she's like ready to like rape and pillage an entire she's called kimji to basically ensure that she'll be like loyal to her when she goes to the brownstone yeah and i guess kim g is like really really rich which i didn't pick up on the first time i ever watched the show but then it's clear that like she called up the oh, richest oh, yeah. person she knows as, kim, like, a kim g is very very wealthy <laughs> and danielle goes i do know people <laughs> who have more than they need She's like, well, I don't have any money. I know a lot well, of people. Well, I don't have, have the money need. myself. I know a fair, sh- a fair share of people <laughs> who have it. And Kim G is one of them. And Kim G's like, you know, she's like, honey, you know, most of my friends aren't from here. I'm not from this area. So basically she's saying like she grew up in like a less wealthy area than Franklin Lakes. So she's, so she's like, she gets it. and She's mm-hmm. real. She's real and she doesn't go around bragging. She's, she's very, very respected, respected in the community. community. So she's Kim's going to escort her to the cancer benefit. And the drama if you're if you're mm-hmm. a little behind the drama is that Kim Ji's son is best friends with Caroline's son Chris, Christopher. So, yeah. But Kim Ji has pledged has, her allegiance pledged to Danielle. <clears throat> and has decried any sort of denounced Caroline Manzo as a human and a friend. She's sending a message that she is not here for the Manzo family. Yeah. Kim G they're talking her and Danielle are talking about how they're going to get into the brownstone and navigate this like wild treacherous fundraiser for a little (laughs) tiny baby that has cancer. And Kim G goes walk tall, put your head up high, screw them all. Great advice. If ever you're going into a fundraiser for child cancer, just remember Kim G's sage advice. Screw them all. Screw them all. Walk tall, put your head up so high. Then we cut to the Manzos and Caroline's cooking for her kids, as always. And Kim G's son, mm-hmm. Johnny, comes over for dinner. John G. John G. He's I guess he goes to school in yeah. California and he's home for some break. And he he's been invited over for dinner at the Manzos, and Caroline loves him. You know, she when it comes to Kim G, she and Kim G are just mere sons. acquaintances. But she does love John G. Oh, the friendship's kid. so beautiful, and it's all we got in common. But that's a good thing to have in common. She's also wearing like a police T-shirt, or it's either that or like a Knights of Columbus T-shirt, <laughs> some kind of Italian New Jersey thing. <laughs> And she the, actually looks very beautiful in this moment, in this scene. She, she does. Stunning. Also, Kim's son is like, did he like blow Adderall before this? He's too hyped up. Because he's, he's also shaking. Do you he's see that? He's shaking and like jumping around and like jittery. Maybe he's nervous. Yeah, something's, something is, he might be nervous because it's on 
it's on TV, but he comes in going, <laughs> like, it's like some noise that they make together. Yeah, they have their whole like male mating ritual with each other. And then like Albie and Chris try and play the ham game again, much to Caroline's chagrin. <laughs> She's like, I'm not even laughing. You know, she's not funny. It game. makes no sense. Christopher Thomas Manzo. You put that ham away. Then when they're sitting at a dinner, Caroline's like to, to <laughs> Kim G's son. She's like, you know, your mother asked me to go to lunch and I had to deny her. <laughs> I love telling her that. I was like, what? why are you telling him that? She's. It's so triangle. It's such triangulation. Yeah. And she's like, I have to prioritize your relationship with Christopher. It's a beautiful thing. I hope your mother doesn't take offense. And he's like, no, 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 Mrs. M. She doesn't take any offense at all. She totally gets it. <laughs> I was like, it's like, does she yeah, do okay. you know what she's talking about? Like, I don't know how much he knows even about this show or where he is or what's going either. on. He, his mom was probably very murky on the details of her involvement in the show. Yeah. Also, I bet he doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an Adderall. He he's doesn't like, care. Whatever. Can I have more pasta or whatever. What? Yeah. It was, I thought that, I thought that was strange that Caroline said that to him. Yeah. It was very strange. It's like a TMI moment. Yeah, it was like boundary, like kind of loss of boundaries, parents treating children like, I mean, they're adult. They're, I guess they're adults. But, but also like, why would you it say still, that? It's also his mom. So you're being like, your mom reached out yeah. to me to ask me to do something like a friend would do. And I said, no. Yeah. Why would you tell someone yeah, that? It's pointless. If someone told me that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, well. That was rude. <laughs> I, I love my yeah. mom. <laughs> I'm team my mom. <laughs> So okay, I'm gonna say it. What? I I think Caroline Manzo, as we come to see, I think she's low key a huge manipulator, mm-hmm. and I find her to be extremely manipulative. She's kind of a Lisa Vanderpump. She is. You'll see it more if you watch season three. It comes out more, but she's she's definitely like she pretends like she doesn't want to get in the drama, but she she's like. You're right. She is a little LVP. She's LVP. And I really think it's like the common bond that I see just as like a kind of a newbie observer to Housewives of Ren, uh, Ren J? <laughs> Housewives of New Jersey is like if you own an event space, which Lisa basically owns a bunch of event spaces, you're basically owning restaurants and you love drama and you like to stir yeah. the pot and you know exactly what it takes to do that, and you're a manipulator. And you use your space that you own as like a thing to hold over people. Like they can either they can or can't come to mm-hmm. it. Like it's, it's a location. It's sort of an ep- it's an epicenter of of people being social. So like you kind of control. Yeah. Kind of this. I mean, totally. the brownstone is like the space of this area. So they this family sort of has power over everyone's socializing in a way. They do. And if you're just like on a reality show, you're just positioning for reality show stardom is like great if you own an event space because then you can film there. So you automatically just have yeah. more power than like other cast members because you actually hold for sure filmable things at your space. Yeah. So Caroline, so we've odd. got your number. Um, <clears throat> we've got you. Mm. Then Dina, Dina heads over to the Judices, and <laughs> I like I like they cut to Gia, and she's going, 
one, two, three, four. And, pra- and she's doing like choreography in the practicing room. Practicing a dance. Melania is like tumbling around on the floor. Then at one point she's like holding scissors up to like a flat screen TV. <laughs> I know. Incredible. And then also Teresa and Joe's driveway is two miles long. It's so long. It's so long. Like you would <laughs> probably so they can see if a car is coming. Yeah, they have time to like hide <laughs> the guns. <laughs> And like flush the flush cocaine down the toilet and stash some cash in like the ceiling panel. <laughs> I really think that's what and it also is. they're it's, it's a backed up to the woods, so it's a long time to see if the cops are coming. So Joe can run away and run into the woods. Yeah, they have a, they definitely have like a safe like a tunnel system or something. Yeah. Um, it's a brief moment. Dina's basically just like I'm I'm fed up with. Danielle, she's she's back on like Danielle's Danielle's a sociopath, kind of like season one. She was trying to be uh, forgiving of her, but she just she's, she's coming down to the wire with Danielle. Yeah, she's had just about enough. <clears throat> um, Teresa calls Danielle a psycho bitch, psycho bitch, and then she like, is also like, "What is she a psycho, a sociopath?" Like, doesn't really know, and she's like, "Dina's like a sociopath," and she's like, "What no. sociopath?" prostitution whore (laughs) psycho bitch sociopath prostitution whore and then albie and lauren take ashley and her boyfriend derek to a restaurant in hoboken lua which i googled it's had a two-star rating and it's permanently (laughs) close (laughs) it looked gnarly it looked like one of those restaurants at like the bottom of one of those new kind of newly built apartment buildings Mm -hmm. that have like retail places under it that's what it looked like i didn't like anything about it didn't like anything about it albie and lauren are like super holier than thou with ashley and derek nosy why do you care about an 18 year old and a 23 year old you brought them here to like talk shit to them and he's like talking about ashley as if she's not in the room Mm -hmm. he's like she doesn't know anything about herself. She doesn't know, has have any idea what what she wants to do in the life. And you hear Ashley go, but I, I do. And he's like, no, you don't. I. You don't know who you are. I came away from this scene. I think I actually really like Ashley. I'll say it. Strong words. I mean, she's eight. She's messy. Yeah. She's, she's her. She's real. Mm-hmm. She's keeping it real. I liked when the waiter was like, are you fine with just water? And, she, and Ashley went, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could tell she wanted to order a drink so bad, but then it would have taken, like, she oh, would have had sure. to take out, like, a fake ID, and then she's like, oh, that's kind of illegal, so I guess not, and I guess I am just, like, fine yeah. with water. This is annoying. She's trying to, like, prove herself to her cousins. Mm-hmm. They get all up in her and Derek's business, and he really doesn't speak at all, except for, like, one time, where I forgot what he said, because he's yeah. literally so boring. And then everyone's like, I hope you guys are together forever. And like, cheers. And I'm like, you all are all idiots, because they're fully going to break up eventually. <laughs> Lauren's like, have you have you thought about getting married? And I'm like, don't give her any ideas. No, like, why would you ask an 18-year-old that? She's fucking 18. <laughs> what is this, 1912? Yeah, this is like, are you worried about have, have her you thought dowry? about marriage? Yeah, like, it sh- well, you know the time. The, <laughs> the clock is ticking, Ashley. You don't want to be an old maid like me at twenty-one. Yeah, it's very bad. Unmarried, it's unmarried, and a shamed woman, <laughs> dried up, just premenopausal. 
basically a scarecrow stuffed with hay, cotton Crunchy and hay. hay. Out in the field, watching crows land on me. You don't want that, Ashley. So then we cut to Jacqueline goes to Derek's house to meet his mom, who is, this is my probably my favorite moment of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. His conservative mom, Jamie, with two E's, which I love the spelling of her name. She's like a Kristen Wiig character. She is. She's a wine mom. She's total wine mom. And Ash- and- she has like a Chardonnay slogan on the, man- on the hearth. Mm-hmm. Like a, one of those like, it's Chardonnay time somewhere. She loves it. And Jacqueline brings over a bottle of red and they just crack it open and get shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> they get blackout. They get tanked. They drink like three and you, bottles And you're not expecting wine. it really because... You think they're going to be like, it's going to be super awkward because the mom is a way more conservative than Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. But but the mom, she cracks open that bottle and they sit on a couch. And at one point, they're feeding each other grapes and giggling. And she also tells Jacqueline that Ashley sometimes cleans the whole house of, of their house. Yeah. And Jacqueline's like, the fuck? She's like, how so? <laughs> I also like when Jamie, the, the Derek's mom, went, well, it might not look like it, but I definitely partied with the best of them. Yeah, she goes, and I was not like, to brag. I believe yeah. it. She's had a history. I, I think she was like fucking partying with like the who. Yeah. She's like sucked David Bowie's dick. Yeah, she totally did. She was like with Prince one night. <laughs> what if she was one of Prince's like protégés back in the day? Like yeah. Like Carmen Electra she just type. Gave it, she gave it all up. Gave it all up to have a son. And now my son is dating Ashley. But they just kept, you just, it was just like a, a rolling montage of, it'd be like a wipe and you would just see another, another bottle being cracked open. Mm-hmm. They loved it. They had a great time together. They probably got cocaine together. They did. The, later in the night, once they were both like pretty drunk, but it was still really early. And Jacqueline's like, should we just get some coke? Jimmy's like, yeah, and I Jamie's know a guy, like, and te- like has a guy on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was fucking waiting for you to say. I it. was hoping you'd say that. And they like are like blowing and rails, they- and she's like, just so you know, Ashley's a really good girl. She has never done this kind of stuff here, never once. Ashley's a really good girl, and you know, and, and I, I was thinking like I could see you as my sister, mm-hmm. and Jacqueline's like, I was thinking the same thing let's be sisters. And she's like, okay, let's just be sisters together. And she's like, so let's, let's like be like, hi, this is my sister, Jacqueline. And, and I'll be like, hi, this is my sister, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And then they do like role play. Yeah, like in boogie like nights. In, in boogie nights. Totally. Yeah. And then they like stay up till like 4am and Chris calls Jacqueline. He's like, where are you? She's like, oh, I'm just out. And she's like, oh, I'm just out <laughs> for 15 hours. Mm-hmm. It's like your son is hungry. Your baby wants you to come home. You have to breastfeed. And she's like, oh, shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, fuck. Jamie's like, it's okay. I know what to do. And she teaches her some trick. Or she just has like old breast milk in the fridge that she gives to her. She's like, hey, I froze some of this like 28 years ago. Just for an an instance like this. I'm a girl's girl. Here, take it. Take three. Oh, my God. I'm a boy mom. I'm a boy mom. You know what? I get it. You want to do what you got to (laughs) do. Here. And she gives her like a gallon of old breast milk. 
fresh. Then they just like make out, but it's not sexual. It's just like it just would seem like the right totally, thing like, to do. And then and then Jacqueline drives yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> they had a great time together. Like we gotta do this again sometime. Gotta do this again. Jacqueline texts her a selfie oh of her like feeding the baby a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> And it says, thanks, bitch. Thanks, bitch. You saved my ass. And Jamie writes, Jamie just writes hearts back. But they are now forever bonded. I bet they're still friends, even forever. though Derek and Ashley, like, yeah. end up breaking up. The two of them are friends for life. They did ecstasy one night and got tattoos together. Yeah. Chris still hasn't seen and it. Jacqueline's like, God, it feels so good. It feels so good. Jacqueline was looking for someone to be bad with. And Jamie is the perfect person. Because she's, like, totally unsuspecting. She thought it was Danielle, but it's actually Jamie. Yeah. She was hoping Danielle would fill that void, but turns out Jamie does. Turns out Jamie is the bitch with the party. <laughs> <laughs> she's the down bitch Jacqueline's been looking <laughs> this for. This whole time. Yeah. This whole time. And she's perfect for the husband because she comes across the conservative, so Chris will never have a clue. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go to a, 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 a meeting with, with uh, Jamie, and he's like, it's 7 p.m. And she's like, oh, it's at the Y. And he's like, oh, all right. And then they get in the car. And then J- Jamie's like, let's go. Got your top. And Jacqueline's like, yeah. And then she takes her shirt off and puts on like a, a bustier. Like a bustier. And then they go to like a yeah, rave. Yeah, they go to the city. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, go to, they go to a Bushwick warehouse party. <sighs> I love their lives and their friendship. Oh Truly me too celebrating it was actually really sweet i was happy because i thought it was gonna be like tension but then it was like wow this conservative mom jamie really knows how to get down and it's chill she does she's iconic Mm. okay so then we go to teresa's gia's having her birthday party at sweet and sassy which which is a thing thing. in 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 new they have it. They had one three miles away from my town. Yeah, they opened them in Chicago, and I had a friend in college that was like working for Sweet and Sassy for a while. Oh my god! And it was like this whole. I think she was like on their marketing or like the business team or something. But she, I remember knowing about Sweet and Sassy before it was on Housewives of New Jersey, <laughs> and I was happy to see it. No one needs a face mask more than like a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old little girl, what yeah. The, and they what have, even are the face masks that they, they put on them? They, they cannot be actually I, real, right? I don't know, but I, I always passed one by to get to Wegmans, mm-hmm. and it was in this parking lot, and I always drove by the, the pink limo that was just waiting outside. It always felt vaguely like some kind of front. Yeah, but I'll bet that they make bank. Like, Oh, for I sure. I would love to have such a, a good idea. birthday party. Me too. It would have been the most fun. You get picked up in a limo with all your friends and taken for like a spa day. It's a true place of woo. It's a a woo day. It's a total woo day. And Gia is living her woo truth. She has bangs. She has bangs on, a party, like poofy party dress. Mm -hmm. She goes, Uh, (laughs) when she's waiting for like her mom's getting her ready and then like she's waiting for her friends to come over and she goes, please, I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees, Mama. What is my gift? <laughs> I just... What? 
What is my gift, Mama? And Teresa's like, you're going to find out soon. And she's like, oh, please, I pray to the Virgin Mary for you to tell please, me. Please, I'm tell on me, my knees, Mama. Mama, my Mama Mia. Oh, I'll pray to... Th- I'll pray to every saint you tell me, Mama. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll get down on my knees and pray every day. And she's like, no. And then all the girls come in and they just, Gia just goes, thanks, thanks. Thank you for coming. Thanks. And they're just hand, they're just chucking like huge gift bags at yeah. her. And she's just collecting all of them at and once. And then Teresa puts like a feathered, like long jacket on her. She looks like Miranda in Sex in the City. Like I swear to God, Miranda's yeah. worn that jacket before. I think you're right. And then they go outside and the limo pulls up. Well, but before it before does, it does, her birthday present arrives. Oh my God. It's a four wheeler. It's like an ATV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like love Joe giving her like a, not to be like a gender stereotype, but like a little yeah. boy's like birthday present. For sure. Like my it's daughter, like one. my daughter's going to be tough. She's going to be a tough girl. And she takes it for a little, a little drive down the driveway with Gabriella on the back, who's crying, she's crying, she's weeping. Gabriella's always crying. She's when the baby came home, she came out of the house and she had just been crying. I loved when all the girls are watching her and all her friends are watching in silence, and she has like, I think it's like her best friend because we see them together all the time, mm-hmm. and she's just wearing she's wearing like very chic sunglasses and she has her arms crossed. And she's just watching her. And I was like, oh, my God, that girl is amazing. Yeah. I feel like she should be smoking a cig right now. (laughs) Oh, but they all smoke together now. Oh, for sure. Because they're all like, what, 16 years old? 17? No, Gia's in college. What? Yeah. Wow. She goes to Rutgers. This is insane. I know. You never think that they're going to grow up and like, she's a woman. Her her best friend's watching her and like takes this drag of her cig and she looks up and she's like, "Good gift, Mrs. G." It was so good. Teresa says she only raises the... divas, not tomboys. I know. I was like, okay, <laughs> great, <laughs> cool expectation. I love. I love. Gia goes to unlock the limo door and the driver like. It takes him a minute to unlock it and her face She's when he can't unlock it immediately has no done. time for that. She bangs and then on they the just window. get into the car. <laughs> yeah. They just get in the car and scream. They woo it up. They woo. Got, there's a shot of Gabriella crying in the, <laughs> in the car. Gabriella hates these types of gatherings. Yeah, she has They're so just much it down. witchcraft to do. Like this takes her away from her number one hobby, which is harvesting the blood of the youth. But they're just flooring it down the freeway in this sweet and sassy limo, just screaming. Mm-hmm. It looks like hell. <laughs> I was like living and then they get to it and all the... through them. <laughs> I know it looked. Am- it did look amazing when <laughs> they pull up and all the employees are like, "Welcome to sweet and sassy." <laughs> All the employees all, like the, applaud for them uh, as they walk in, and they there's even more employees, and there's so many employees there, just all applauding and like encouraging them. I was like, "What an encouraging I environment!" I know, and then and you just see Gia going, "Thank you, thank <laughs> you." And when when they pull up and they're all screaming, it reminded me of that sorority video where they're all on the front steps screaming, mm-hmm. and it's just like a nonstop scream. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then they go in and they get little chocolate masks. They get their hair done. Yeah, it looks it's really cute. cute. And then they, they have a dance party and all the employees are dancing with them. It's just That would be a fun place fun. to work. Like I would get a job. Oh my at god, for Jazzy. sure. It's a good backup plan. It's a great backup plan. You just hang out with like little girls that want to get glam all day and encourage them to get glam and like paint their nails and, just, and then dance with them. And just be like be like, girl, you look great. You look you amazing. Know? What color do you Let's want? Dance. You just like talk about whatever. That is actually a dream job for me. Let's dance to Lubega. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Mambo number five. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Coming right up. And then it comes to the real epicenter of the episode. Wow. Kim G shows it's okay. So it's the night of the fundraiser for baby Manuela. Mm-hmm. Is it Manuela? Mm-hmm. And Kim G arrives at Danielle's house in a Bentley, driven by her driver, Harry. 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 Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Harry, she says every time she gets out of the car. Mm-hmm. She loves... I also, like, how did I miss that she's, like, has a driver? Yeah, she's a Bentley and a driver. She's, like, super uber wealthy. Yeah, she's, like, a rich person. Because you can see Kim G's like... She's probably, like, pretty respectable in the community. Like, everyone just knows her as, like, this rich woman. She probably has, like, people who kiss her ass. And you can see that she's kind of risking it, being involved with Danielle. And she's there's a part of her that's like, I'm not sure about this, but I'm. it's exciting to me because I'm a little bored. This whole TV thing. She, you tell it. You can tell that she's this whole time. It's like she's been acting. It's like it's almost like an experiment for her. Mm-hmm. And then this is the moment when she realizes, no, this shit is real. And she's all <laughs> she's, in. This is when she's like, you see her excitement at all of it, and she's like fully on board. Because then Danny comes in. Danny comes and- in. <sighs> he sees a Chihuahua. He like. Firstly, like walked there or something. Like he just like walked up the like walks up the driveway. Yeah, he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and sees a chihuahua inside Danielle's house and growls at it. I know. He's like, Ugh. and then Danielle goes, "Sit down, let's talk it out." And then Kim G goes, "So you're aware of what's happening?" And Danny's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm aware. aware of it. I'm aware of it all." He's like, we'll have no issues tonight. He's like, especially because I can't drink, but in six days I can. And well, then Kim G <laughs> goes, oh, why? And he goes, oh, I'm off parole then. And then you see Kim's face just drop. Kim is also more turned on than she's ever been in her entire life. She's gripping the sides of her chair and kind of slides down. And I was like, wait, she totally wants to fuck Danny. Oh, for sure. She's like, it's like she is never been more horny in her whole adult life this is than the, right now it is truly that's the light bulb moment for me when i was like kim g's in it till the bitter end with this whole yeah. crazy train like she's like ride or die this she's, is the excitement she needed in her wealthy boring life it's everything and I love when Danielle goes, I think people are less likely to attack you within the presence of a man <laughs> I was like fuck are you talking about Danielle's out of her mind <laughs> I do I and I do think people are less likely to attack you within 
the presence of a man. So Danny will be very useful. It's also like you don't, if this is a baby's fun, a fundraiser a for a baby cancer. that has cancer. Like you don't need protection here. Like there's and nothing like, bad that's going to go down. And Danny's just Danny's like, like lit up. We got some friends coming in. There's going to be no issue. So we already get, we already know that he has like a whole other entourage coming. Yeah. To back Danielle up. We thought that it was just going to be Danny, but little did we know, Danny has called in his entire Rolodex of thugs and gangsters. Well, before, but before, before that, though, we cut, we cut to Caroline has Jacqueline and Teresa over. And this is just a very important moment. It's very <laughs> small. But Caroline reveals to us that she shaves her face every day. They're talking about like <laughs> self care and like preservation, and jo- Jacqueline's like Botox. Would you ever do that? And then Caroline goes, "No, no. You know what I do every day? I shave my entire face." <laughs> and Ther- the look on Teresa's face, she goes, <laughs> "No, you don't. No." <laughs> she goes, first time." Goes Albert saw me and he st- he comes in the bathroom and goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Think about it. You shave your face every day. You're exfoliating every day." And Teresa and Jacqueline are they're horrified. Bored. They cannot. They're fucking horrified. Caroline goes, "You get a little lotion. You put it on your face. You shave. I shave every day." <laughs> and Teresa goes. No, he saw you like that. And she's like, oh, yeah. He came in and he said, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. That's kind of when I became ride or die for Caroline. Because I'll never forget the first time I ever saw her admit that she shaves her entire face. Later like, on, doesn't later on in the season, you see her in the shower shaving her face. At some point in New Jersey, over Caroline's tenure of being on this show, there is a shot of her shaving her face in the shower. I mean, the the vulnerability it takes to say that, like, heroic. She's a strong, was, confident woman. Woman. She said it. She said it without a, a hint of insecurity, no. which I just was. I thought was amazing. Shashi, you know what I do every day. I shaved my, I shaved face. my face. Swear to God, swear on my hand, the hand of God. I shave my face every day. And Albert came in and he said, "What are you doing?" Uh, it's incredible. We cut back, we cut back to the, the the cancer fundraiser. So the, that's the cryon <laughs> under it shows the brownstone and it just says cancer fundraiser. Like you think they Danielle, could find a better way to like set the scene. Danielle pulls up in a bent in Kimji's Bentley with Danny, and, and on the way there, they're like, Danielle's like, oh, it's such a horrible thing what's happening with his family. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Danielle, like, you really give a shit. Also, the middle light is on Danny's face. Like, he's really the only one that's lit up. He has a thousand yard stare. His pupils mm-hmm. are like tiny. I feel like he's on meth. And like, yeah. he is like, lit the fuck up yeah and he just he's just shaking his head going it's horrible it's horrible 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 horrible. also i need to say i didn't realize like that that i forgot about this whole like fundraiser thing and that this baby is actually like stricken with cancer and so i needed to say sorry to the family for what i said last episode where i was like you think this is just a fake no it's i get it now it's not fake no, I mean, yeah, look. 
You never know. I'm when it comes TV, to Jersey, you just scamming. never know. When it comes to cancer scamming, reality TV is front and center. Pioneer. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think it really is like a benefit for it. But they pull up. Christopher is waiting to valet and they pull up in the, the benefit and uh, he sees that it's Kim G because he's he knows her car and he turns away. Then he because because Caroline's told him to not go near Danielle. Yeah, they made a pact that it was like he's not going to stir up any drama. Danielle, Caroline was like, I, I said I made him swear on his life. Um, and then Danielle and Danny step out with Kim G and the fucking hell's angels are there. There's like, like the some literal guy hell's angels silently chewing gum and like a tan blazer who looks terrifying. Then there's like a and hell's angel. Hot. Yeah. A hell's <laughs> angel member. And then Danielle goes, it's really powerful to have the head of the head at hell's angels with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carolyn goes, Carolyn goes, I heard the Hell's Angels were coming through with her to the brownstone. And then, and then Caroline looks and she goes, I mean, where does it end? Where does it end? <laughs> and then, such a funny line. Only Danielle Staub would get together a group of gangsters to descend upon a fundraiser for a poor, innocent baby. And also get a Hell's Angel in the mix. Kim G is just looking up with her little shawl on. Just so happy she's titillated she's, like, she's never she fucking, had more excitement in her entire life she's the shirley temple of the hell's angels yes. she's just like looking up just so excited she's like has like a cheshire cat grin on her face and danielle walks up to chris and she's like i just wanted to thank you for allowing me in your second home and christopher's like okay go on in so he goes and then and then danielle goes here I am, walking in with my entourage into his second home. It's a powerful statement. <laughs> it's like, okay, Danielle, what are you talking Danielle, about? What the f- this is literally and a then, fundraiser for a child with cancer. So, And then Kim G goes up to Christopher and she's like, hi, honey. How's my son's best friend? He's and he's like, like hi, you got, Mrs. You got, he's, hi, Mrs. G. What's her last name? Granitelle. He's like, hi, Mrs. Granitelle. He's and like then he goes, you guys fan. are in for, you guys are in for a big surprise. And he meant to say, cause they're like super overdressed. Cause it's like a, from, uh, it's founded by like the hunting club. So it's just like all yeah. the guys in like camo and like the big prize of the night at the silent auction is like a shotgun, like a camouflage shotgun. It's like a good old fashioned New Jersey beef and beer benefit. Mm-hmm. And so they're going in like, it's the fucking like oscars <laughs> golden globe they literally are like ready for a red carpet and then kim g takes big surprise and kim g actually plant i forgot she plants the seed for all of this because she goes up to she goes up to danielle and goes uh do you know what chris just said to me <laughs> he said you were in for a big surprise and then danielle goes what does that mean and then we got to danielle's interview and she goes and he was so sadistic when he said it she was in for there. And I go, Danielle, you weren't even there. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? She's furious. And then she Thank meets you. the she meets the family of this like that's suffering this like horrible tragedy. And she They look exhausted. They look exhausted. Like they do not have like a smile in their soul. Like, like it's probably tr- haven't showered in a week. 
they came probably straight from the hospital for like two hours. Yeah, like they're truly like living a harrowing truth. And then imagine going through all that and then having to come face to face with Danielle at the fundraiser, (laughs) who's literally she meets them. And the first thing she says, she goes, I brought a lot of people with me. And they're like, okay, great. And she goes, she goes, no one's going anywhere. She says, that to them. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, I'm not going anywhere. And I've made sure there's people here with me that will see to it that that doesn't happen. And I was like, Danielle, what? Danielle, get Your a child clue. is dying. The literal reason talking- that they're here is that their child is deathly ill and they need to raise money to try and save a baby's life. They're baby. I'm not going anywhere. I'm and not I, going I've anywhere. I've ensured that by bringing a g- large group of people. And they're like. <laughs> also like showing so up late too. Because it's like yeah. everyone's already seated. So Danielle showed up with 10 people. Hell's Angels. I think like more than 10 people. Men that have no business being at this event. Are not going to pay money. And haven't and in fact have not paid money to be there. Because Neither has she. And so she has not paid. None of her guests have paid. Kim G has paid. I think oh, Kim G paid for everyone. Yeah, Kim G pays at the end, writes like a fat check to the family at the end. So they walk into the and everyone's staring at them because it's it's totally packed. Everyone's already seated. They're eating their dinner. And Kim and Kim and Danielle are in the center of everything. And their little table for their diner crew, their pot, the Preakness posse, the Preakness, Preakness table. diner posse. Someone goes, a woman leans over and she goes, you're at the Preakness table. Which was like, and, then, <laughs> and then Danielle is like, well, there aren't enough chairs here for all my friends. And she's like, ha, huh, I bet this was the big surprise Christopher was talking about. I was like, no, Danielle, you just didn't pay for 20 people. No. And, and now you said they didn't know 20 people were coming. They gave the allotted number of seats for the people that you said were going to be there, which was three. Yeah. And then Danny comes downstairs and comes over to Danielle and he lets her know that he just walked into an office and threatened people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To get more seats out. I just walked into the office and I said, you better put some fucking tables together or else. And I was like, this is, again, a baby's fundraiser (laughs) for cancer. And you have methed out Danny stalking off to go threaten people's lives to put a table out there like get and there, and, a grip and you know that it's kind of scary because albert manzo comes down and is like just just seat him because so like he clearly knows that danny is like not to be fucked with yeah because danny is like a tr- literal criminal he's a criminal so at one and, point it cuts to ashley and she's like yeah we've heard a lot of stories about danny like he hit someone's hand with a hammer yeah she's like i heard he went to jail i heard he had had someone's hand down with and then hit it with a hammer and broke it he's crazy <laughs> yeah he's and then crazy and then so also- there, the man the manzo and and co of uh, the brownstone people are scrambling to like add an extra table in the middle of this already like sardine packed room and danielle is just sitting standing in the middle of everything going unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable and then in the background of all of it, you see the fuck a slideshow. You see a slideshow of the there's baby. There's a picture of the baby. And Danielle <laughs> and, and Kim G are giggling about the chaos that they're causing. Literally, Danielle, she goes up to every table and she's like, Can you believe it? 
there's no table for me and my friends. There's no table. I guess I'll just have to leave. I guess I'll have to leave with dignity. Behind her is like an ongoing slideshow of the baby with cancer that the benefit is for. I came here to present a check and I should, I deserve the respect that I'm supposed to be getting. And that means honoring the friends that I've come with. And then at one point when you see one of her friends, this random woman go, it's so, she goes, it's disgusting. It's (laughs) disgusting, Danielle. I was like, shut up, Rosa. Fucking (laughs) fuck off, Rosa. (laughs) Yeah, Danielle's just anyone that will like give her eye contact. She's going, it's unbelievable. She's like shouting across the room at someone who can't even hear her. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they're like, like, she is, will go in on her, tell you her life story about this benefit. And then she so then approaches a table they, of strangers and she's like, well, it looks like I have no choice but to leave with <laughs> dignity. <laughs> They're like, lady, we're trying to watch the slideshow that's informing us about like the cancer with, that this baby has. Like, can you not right now? There's there's a shot where a woman, her jaw is literally dropped. Because Danielle is hunk- she's She has two hands on the table leaned over almost fully. And she's like, well, I guess that means I have to leave now. And this group of people, I think they might, I don't think they they might be like the chair, but they look like they're like, what? So finally, Albert Manzo tells them all they have to leave because the family has come to them and the family, the family of the baby is like, I think you should have them leave. So Albert Manzo kicks them out. God. And also Kim G, I think she pays off the family at the end because she's like, wow, this was actually really inappropriate, but also really fun. But also like, here's here's like $15,000. Yeah, she just like, you have a beautiful baby. I I wish I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. She's like nervously writing this check. She gives him 30k. And then then she's like, okay, well, my conscience is clear. Harry, get the Bentley. Yeah, Yeah, because you can tell Kim G's like not fully on Danielle's level of like baddie, she's like bad to the bone. Like a psycho some... tourist. She's like a tourist in this like psychotic oh world. Like God. she wants to like dip her toe in the water, but then also she knows that at any time she can pay her way out of it and get like whisked away. She's like a delusional tourist. I love it. Her delusional tourism is exactly what yeah. she's doing. She's on like the fucking the ball at Epcot, the giant like circle thing in disney world that's mm-hmm. where she is where it's like giving you a tour of like what the future would look like in the 50s totally kim g's on that right now kim g is and so, fully in it she's on an epcot ride and danielle then they start like saunter they slowly they, it takes them like an hour to actually get to the brownstone doors the whole crew is coming Many people they have to like gather who are all individually i'm sure threatening various brownstone employees like they're like i'll break your fucking arms if you don't put a table together now and like (laughs) well also danny calls chris a faggot he did yes (laughs) what i missed that he calls it well i remember this you find out later in the read but he called he calls christopher a faggot (laughs) and and in front of danielle and kimji and danielle last season called out joe judice for homophobia and she's like i have many gay friends <laughs> i am a fierce advocate of the lg the gay community and then here he is she's just and she doesn't even say she doesn't even it doesn't even bother like kim g looks a little like uh she got uncomfortable in that moment yeah and, and danielle not a flicker no. just doesn't skip a beat so at one point danny Danny's like, oh, Danny, you want a surprise? I'll give you a surprise. Like he's ready to. A punks is a. a punks well, he says is at a one punks point he goes, is a punks. 
and the man throws guess- his punks. <laughs> well, at one point he he quietly asked Danielle permission to go fuck shit up, and you hear Danielle go, "Well, as long as the family I'm here for doesn't get hurt, I'm fine with it." <laughs> like she's basically like, "Go hurt, kill them all, go kill someone, but just don't kill the family whose baby has cancer." They've been she's like, enough. yeah, I'm all right with that. As long as the family I'm here for doesn't get hurt. I'm like, what? Danielle, do you know Danielle. where you are right now? And also the, the people in there are all in a hunting club. So if Danny, like shit could really go down. Like they have guns sitting out on a table and a crossbow. Like if you, you wanted <laughs> to throw a bunch, like they could literally put an arrow through your heart. But Dan, you know that they're all loaded too. Yeah, everyone's packing. Everyone's packing. Intentions are high. Danielle has a gun, probably. Oh, she fully has a gun in her vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of, remember when I told you that when we had those big earthquakes and everyone was worried the big one was coming and Mm -hmm. Simon wanted to get a crossbow? (laughs) (laughs) Simon wanted to get a crossbow. I literally thought to myself, I'm like, do I need to get a gun, like, to protect myself when everything goes down? Like, Shit gets real, just, and you want to get armed. Either with gun or crossbow. Whatever it takes for you to feel safe. Whatever it takes. Whatever it Whatever takes. It, Whatever it takes. I thought, yeah, so, then, <laughs> so it's like they get kicked out, but Danielle, like, on national television, basically okayed, if it comes to it, for him to kill everyone in there. For, who to, for him to for, spill blood at this baby benefit. <laughs> She yeah, goes, but when he and then Danielle Sorry, somehow what? thinks that it's someone else's fault. Like she's like outside of the benefit. She's like, "How could you do this? How could you do this to a little baby?" Like as though <laughs> everyone else caused like a crazy amount of drama. These people, These they're people. sadistic. I'm like you th- when, but and then him just like casually calling someone's son a faggot. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Great people. Well, great great job, Danny. That's like the mafia for you. They hate gay people. I know. Which is really one of the worst things about them. Kim G goes, oh boy, here we go. Oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. Kim G is like re- on a Kim roller coaster. G. Yeah, it's like right when the roller coaster is cresting, ready to go down. Kim G's like, woo! I feel like Danielle and Kim were like blowing lines of coke before they went. Yeah, something wasn't right. For you to even yeah. get in a mindset of like they like the way they were like pre-gaming this event and like planning if anything was going to like go down. Yeah. I they like had Danny bring them over some blow and then they like quickly Danny did can't it. do it yet. He can't do it yet, but 6 days. He goes, "6 days I won't even have to ask for permission." Yeah. Oh my god. They totally were cuz they were just you don't you're not that unless you're like truly out of your mind like you which Danielle probably she is. Maybe. But- but you don't you, have I, like the instinct that confronta- to be that confrontational and like that hot blooded and paranoid about the whole thing. It's very strange. It was very the whole the whole vibe was super cokey to me. It was. Yeah, it was very cokey. And then on wow. all the guys like that one guy chewing gum, just standing around yeah. like with his hands in front of him, <laughs> holding his hands in front of him. It's like he's ready to the literally shoot, yeah, shoot someone. The oh, literal sure. Hell's Angel. My God, the Hell's Angel probably has like one of those like swinging like chain ball things, like ready to go <laughs> to just to just lob someone's head off. 
honestly, this could have ended up as like the scene in Kill Bill where yeah. Uma, I know. It was like about to be at that level of bloodshed. <laughs> I know. Melania probably was like, I was just listening to the police wire. Sounds like some shit going down at the brownstone. She I'm going to have to go now, Joe. mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, I got to get out of here. She goes, Gia, give me your four-wheeler, you little bitch. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to use it, you punk. Yeah, you're useless, punk. She was Gabriella, get on. And Gabriella's like, okay. Yeah. And then hops on the back and she's like, vroom, vroom. And then she's like off to the brownstone. <laughs> They're riding down the freeway to Patterson in the, in the freezing cold November night. And they pull up to the brownstone and Melania's like, hey, what's going on here? Did I miss the show? And they're like, yeah, you just missed it. Danielle and Danny just left. And yeah. she's like, ah, shit. God damn it. God, I brought everything. She has, she opens she opens her jacket and it's like all knives and like ammo and guns <laughs> and like a slingshot. Yeah, like... so I was ready to throw yeah. down. Hey, yeah, Danny! All... <laughs> she and Danny know each other from like back in the day. No, no, it's all like fake like sword, <laughs> like plastic swords, and then just a full Glock. Yeah, like a full like loaded Glock, and she's like. I heard that rat Danny was here. She's like, I've been, I got a bone to pick with him since he went in. Yeah, Danny's like shaking in his boots when he sees Melania's yeah. there. He's like, he's like, Harry, pull away. Get out of here, get, Harry. Get, get up, hit the get gas. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, where's that punk Danny? Like, I got a bone to pick with him. But Melania just fires a warning shot into the air. I love Melania is going to kill Danny someday. Gabrielle just wanders inside of the brownstone and just like <laughs> she sits down at a table and like orders dinner and silently <laughs> eats it. Spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. <laughs> chicken parm. Oh my god, <sighs> god! And then Dina, wow. it has like a shot of Dina, and she's saying, "This is the final straw. She's now done." Was she even at? Cool, she Dina. wasn't. Was she even there? No. <laughs> She didn't even get in. Yeah, Dina's like storyline of being done with Danielle. It's like you haven't even seen her this Snooze. year. Yeah, but cool, anyways. Oh well, God, the it, big it's it's gearing up. Even more craziness is coming our way. So everyone, stay tuned. Stay the fuck tuned. Also, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. For, what a beautiful Thanksgiving. So grateful for the the ladies of Rowan J. I actually like love like genuinely have love in my heart for all of the women on this show. Me too. Like I even Danielle. Even Danielle, they all warm my heart. It's not like they a, do. It's not like another. It's not like a different show where you kind of like hate watch some people. I genuinely like care about deeply about each of them. Also, it's such a, like a wimp. Like the women are in control, run the shit in this in this. It's like a very matriarchal. Yeah, I like it. It's a lot like, of powerful franchise. Women. Yeah, including mm-hmm. even Melania and like like it's very like it's very Suspiria in that way. It's so Suspiria, Gabriella is one hundred thousand percent Suspiria. She is. <sighs> well, well, thank you so much. Thank you, and have everyone have a glorious thanksgiving today yeah and if you want an amazing bonus episode head on over to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and for five dollars a month you can get weekly bonus episodes and tons more content but this week's bonus up is really something it's not that much for a lot for a lot of content 
a lot of content well, for you. And with that, I bid you all love and light. Farewell, love and light. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 